All right. Welcome to episode 61, which is going to be installment eight of the Revelation series. This is going to be an interesting, different way I'm going to do it, just a little different. Normally, I would just play a little good bit of the song. Today, I'm going to play the first part of the song until one chorus, and then that's it. You're going to hear one of my absolute favorite bands. This is going to be the Cult Edition, and it's not going to be super long. I've got a little thing I'm trying to do here, so I hope that you like it. The first song straight away is going to be the opening song from the Cult's first I guess this would be their first major label. So there'd be their major label debut. This is the album called Love, which is a really good album. And this is the opening song from Love, and it is called Nirvana. Next up, oh, sorry, I should probably introduce myself. It's me, Sarah, but you know that, don't you? <laughs> okay, next up is another great track from the Love Album. The title is Rain. I hope that you enjoy it. So, here comes the rain. No, I told you it's like this. Here comes the rain. Okay, so I asked Sarah to help me just for a minute, and I actually was planning on her doing a lot more, but she had to go somewhere with mom, so she screwed up what she was supposed to say, and she started laughing, and I just said, I'm not letting you re-record that. I'm leaving it. So you get to hear a classic mess-up laugh, which um, you generally hear from me from time to time, and I said, you know, you come by it honest. So the next song is the last one I'm going to play you from the Love album. It's called Black Angel, and it's a really somber-sounding song, but man, it's a killer. So here it is, 
Black Angel. Next up, I have one track for you from the second, yeah, the second major label album by The Cult. And this is the very first song I ever heard by The Cult. I can remember being in my room, being about, um, I don't know, it would have been 1987 when this album was out. We had a local rock and roll station, and I just remember hearing this on there. I can still imagine sitting in my room. I remember where my little boom box was and having it on Q102. And this song came on. You are going to like it. And if you don't, you've probably heard it, actually. The Cult is a very well-established, well-known band. So you probably have heard this song before. But if not, be prepared. This is what hooked me. So if this doesn't hook you, then maybe I'll play something else that does. The Love Removal Machine. I don't know if I've ever told the story about going to see the cult. I saw them one time. They were doing a headlining tour at a big arena. It's the arena of the size that something Iron Maiden would play in the States back in the 80s. And it was, to my knowledge, just the only tour that the cult did playing arenas that size. When we went, there was three bands. There was a band called Bonham which maybe the name Bonham sounds familiar, like John Bonham. But it was a band with his son, Jason Bonham, playing drums. And I don't really remember who else was in the band. I don't – they had a – obviously, they had some kind of Led Zeppelin vibe going on. But, yeah, I wasn't really too – I've never was too into it. They had one – I think they had a song called Wait For You. All That I Can Do Is Wait For You or something like that. But um, the second band – or actually maybe the first band actually was Dangerous Toys. And that was, I don't know if that, I think that might've been the first time I ever saw Dangerous Toys. And I know I've played them and I've told the story about quitting my job. Um, I was working at the same job when this happened this year, it was 1989. I want to say it was during Feb, February, but I can't remember. 
Either way, my mom did not want me to go to this concert, and I don't remember why. I don't know if it was probably because it was a school night or something. So I remember telling mom, hey, um, I'm, I'm going to work. And or I think I might have told her I had to work that night. Maybe she wasn't home from work when I left or something. But <laughs> me and my friend, me and my friend, we drove to Dallas instead and went and saw the Colts. And um, it was a really good show. I'm really glad I went. I remember coming home and <laughs> probably wearing a shirt by the band. And you know, my mom's like, "Well, where have you been?" And I was like, "Uh, me and Mike went to a concert." <laughs> She wasn't very happy about that. I don't know. She probably didn't even tell my dad because my dad would have probably thrown a big old fit. But I've got three songs from the album that they were touring when I went to see them. The album was called Sonic Temple. It's it's probably their biggest selling album of all time. And I'm playing tracks six, seven, and nine. The first one is called Soul Asylum. The second one is... New York City, and the third one is Soldier Blue. I'm not going to play the hits off this album because you've probably heard Fire Woman before and maybe Edie, E-D-I-E, Edie. It's a ballad. But um, Soul Asylum is one of my favorite songs on the album. It really rocks, and they played it live. I've seen them play this song live quite a few, you know, multiple times, and it's, it's, always, it's always good. So here is Soul Asylum.
All right. Well, as you can tell, that one was New York City. The next track is called Soldier Blue. And Soldier Blue is definitely a song that was is more of a deep cut. It's something I never personally heard them play live. So I'm going to play it for you because I like it. Simple, right? I like it. So here is Soldier Blue on Uncle Steve Radio. Okay, like I said, if you enjoyed those, they are from Sonic Temple, which if I'm talking about my favorite album covers of all time, Sonic Temple is one of my absolute favorites because it's got Billy Duffy, who was their guitar player at the time. He's standing there with his Les Paul. It's strung really, really low. His hair is hanging down. And then it's like a silhouette. I think he's inside of a silhouette of the singer who I think he's looks like he was almost headbanging. His head was coming back up and there's hair everywhere, if I recall properly, but I've always, I've always loved that album cover. The next song is from the follow-up album, Ceremony. You may remember that I played the song If from it on one of my, I can't remember which one of the episodes I just did. I believe it was Revelations 6. So this is another, this is my, one of my other favorite songs from the album. It is called White. Now, the next two songs, both from Ceremony as well, they both have a little bit of a different vibe. One's kind of got a ballady vibe, and then the other one's, it's just a little more unique. The Cult, if you don't know, 
Ian Ostbury is very into what are they? They I guess they would say Native American culture, like uh, the plight of the American Indian type of thing. He's also really into animals as far as, I don't know exactly how you would say that. Like he's a preservationist for animals or something. He just, I don't know, something along those lines. I've really never paid enough attention to know exactly, but I do know that he's definitely into that. And um, white is about, you can tell white is about the hunting of an animal, you know, cause I know there's a line where he says, he says blood on the snow and he's talking to it. I think he says the hunter sits on a pure white Stallion, a hawk in flight, the bow in his hand. A deer approaches the edge of the forest, deep in the forest. And I think it says blood on the snow, blood. I can't remember exactly how the next line goes, but I know it's it's about something like that. And he, I don't know that he really approves of it or not. So either way, the next song is called Sweet Salvation. And it's like a ballad. The next one is called Indian. Uh, it's not about the plight of the American Indian or anything, as you will see. But um I'll let you hear it. There, I'll play both of those in a row. Here you go. Oh, as the dust, no harm. Oh, beautiful, radiant child, eyes azure, bow to me, your golden heart. Okay, now a good while back, way, way back when this was Uncle Steve's rock and metal zone, I did an episode on the cult album, the self-titled album called The Cult. Uh, it's got the uh, the ram on the front of it with the big horns and everything. I've got two songs from that album, and I love, love, love these songs. Now that album, The Cult is a very different, 
they're a very interesting band because being being an Iron Maiden heavy podcast, Iron Maiden, when you think about Iron Maiden through the years, they never made any super drastic changes in sound. They were slight changes each time. You know, even if you go from Power Slave to Somewhere in Time and you you consider the um oh there's a siren. Hope they're not coming to get me. But they they're they're definitely a band that is not afraid to just alter everything and go for something different. And this album, the self-titled was a big and it was it was in 1994, so it was definitely in the grunge era. And I don't necessarily think it was like, it's not necessarily a grunge album, but it's got a grunge feel to some of it. But I'm going to play you two different songs from it. I'm going to play you, the first song is going to be The Saints Are Down. It's the album closer. Really, really good song. If you listen to the whole song on both of these, actually, if you you need to listen to the whole song to really get the vibe because they build and build and build and they get really, there's these really intense um there's a really intense buildup in these songs. And and if you hear my, if you listen to my review of it, you'll hear that here. I'll get a little more into that, but um, I love both of these songs. Now this tour, they were playing at a smaller uh, place and I was, <laughs> I think two nights in a row, I went to a show at this same venue. One night it was Slayer and the next night it was the cult. When I went and saw Slayer, I was nowhere near the front. I was kind of in the middle. And and as soon as they opened their show, I don't remember what song they opened with, but man, that whole floor turned into a mosh pit. And I just turned around and I was like, I got to get to some higher ground here because it was like a tsunami happening on the ground. It was, it was, um, it was like, I didn't want to be swallowed by the wave. So um, the next night I went and saw the cult and I got there really early and I was the very first person in line. So I went down up front. I was right on the barrier. This is probably the only show, the only kind of bigger show that I ever did this for. And and a lot of it has to do with this experience. I was up there on the barrier. When the cult came on, I had my hands on the barrier, you know, the metal barrier or whatever. And it was just like the pressure of the crowd when they came on. It just got to where it was everything I could do to hold, you know, and not be just getting crushed up there. Thankfully I was by myself, so I didn't have to worry about anybody else, but I just remember the pressure was so hard and I was just holding on for dear life. And I was just pushing and they opened with that song Nirvana, which I love that song. So I was really excited, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the show if I'm having to just hold myself this way the whole time. Maybe some of you have different experiences being on the barrier, but, uh, and this is 1994, so it might be different now as a, you know, almost 50-year-old man. But I just remember holding on for dear life, and I just, about halfway through the song, I just said, you know what, screw this. I want to, I come to a show to listen to the music, to enjoy the show, not to feel like I'm fighting for my life to to just watch the show. And I just, I didn't want to. So I looked at the security guard in front of me, and I just, I, I just said, I said, I want out of here. And he just said, all right. And I, I put my hands up and security guy, a couple guys grabbed me, pulled me up and I walked and I just went and stood. I might've been 10 rows back, 10 rows worth of seats back. Much better. I enjoyed the show much more. I'm going to play you the saints are down now and I'm going to play you real girl and, and girl is spelled G R R R L real girl. But, um, I'm gonna play you the saints are down or saints are down and real girl. I'm just going to play them in, in a row. So here you go. You are here. 
After the cult recorded that album, the self-titled album, they broke up after that tour. I think there was a lot of strife in the band at that time. They broke up. There's a there's a lot of there's always a lot of weirdness going on with Ian Ostbury, it seems like, as far as he's just a very reluctant rock star. And I can respect that, but you know, it is what it is. I I, I love the music that he makes. So the next album, they got back together, did a reunion had Matt Sorum on drums and did an album called beyond good and evil. I didn't hear it when it initially came out, but I do remember a friend of mine playing it for me one point and I was, wow, I was blown away. So I've got three songs from this album songs, uh, track three, seven and eight. And I'm going to play them in succession here. I believe, uh, I don't think I'm going to, I've only heard one of them live and it's the first song that's going to play. It's called Rise. It's got a really, really, really killer opening riff. And then this this guitar solo line comes in. And if you've ever heard the cult, you'll you immediately recognize that as even if you just heard this song on the radio and you'd never heard it before, you go, that's the cult because that's Billy Duffy's signature guitar sound. But if you've never heard it, that's what it is. That's his signature. Um, I'm trying to think my... My friend, the most hated man in podcast land, he told me about it once, what it was, what, what the effect was called. But either way, it's really cool. This is a good heavy rock song. And then the next two are a little different. Uh, one of them is called American Gothic, and the next one is called Ashes and Ghosts. And to me, these three songs are really, really great. And this album is really, really good, too. There's even a song on it called Nico, but I think he says Nico, which... I think some people call Nico Nico anyway. So, uh, but it's N I C O. And to me, that's the worst song on that whole album. But either way, let me play you Rise, American Gothic, and Ashes and Ghosts.
me again. I'm back from the trip with my mom that my dad told you about. Anyways, next up is a song from the Colts 2007 album, Born Into This. Did I mention that 2007 is the best year ever? Well, just know that it is. This next song is one of my dad's favorite songs from this album, Tiger in the Sun. Oh yeah. Now, this next song is the opening track from the Colts' most recent album, Hidden City. And let me tell you, the album that came out before this was called Choice of Weapon, and it really wasn't my favorite album. I didn't, I just, it, you know, like I said, they changed a lot. And for some reason, that album just didn't sit as well with me. I didn't like it quite as much. So, you know, with bands, sometimes you start wondering, well, maybe they're just not heading in the right direction or whatever. But when they put out Hidden City and I heard it, I was blown away. Hidden City was really, really good. And the first song, like I said, is called Dark Energy. I was able to see the cult, I believe, twice. At least, I think I saw them twice on this tour. No, I missed the first time they came around to Dallas, but I saw the second show. That's the one where I, that's the one I attended with my daughter and my nephew and my son. And it was Stone Temple Pilots, The Cult, and Bush. So I'm going to play you the lead song, the title, not the title track, the first song from the album Hidden City, which came out in 2016. 
Here it is. Dark Energy. Just in case you haven't figured it out, my dad is on some kind of mission to record a new episode every day for I don't know how long. This may not be three days for you, but for him, this is on Friday, and the last two were Wednesday and Thursday. So, this next song is the last song on the Hidden City album, and as you guessed it, my dad really likes it. So, here it is. Sound and Fury. The killing floor How lost Are we From time to time I hear the sound of the wind from the sea. She climbs through all her tears, blind with fury. She fights through all of her fears and the fury. A God they. Just want to let everyone know that you'll be hearing a lot more of me in the zone. Oh, yeah. Now, the last song I've got for you is one that the cult recorded for a movie soundtrack in the year 2000. So, around 21 years ago. It's from a soundtrack for a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds. It's a really, really good song. It's called Painted on My Heart. And so with that... And with this song, I bid you good night. I can do it better than that. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Good night. Okay. Yeah, that might have been better. Learn to live without you 